Good evening. Yo. All right. So, so Stephen, this is notes for the editor. Uh, when we are starting episodes and having these general conversations, have a slow fade into this instead of that that uh, hard cut directly in. Mm-hmm. So just a little bit more of a of a slow fade into like you know it's like people are are distanced back and then kind of coming into the conversation more. It's more inviting. It opens up the room a little bit more. It adds some pizzazz. So like somebody's like walking into the conversation. Yes, kind of thing. If yeah. we had an additional conversation overlaying that, what would have been funnier is if you had just faded in John's channel and everybody else was the same. <laughs> so he's like faintly talking in the back. <laughs> These are all very good notes to the editor. Thank you. Yeah, these 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 are great. Wait, um, since when did you want this to be inviting? Since you know we're now public and we want to have an audience, we don't want to just be like, "Oh, hey, somebody's here." Oh, that's neat. Anyway, ah, oh, it's the one old, one episode, and he's changed already. Guys. The old bait and switch. I like it. <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, you welcome everyone. We we want you to be here, and we're very happy that you're here. Please stay. Happy is a very interesting yeah, way to ha- describe it. Happy referring to anything is, yeah, it's a, yeah. Or it's more of like, please don't go. Speaking of going, I, I think it's time to hit a button. Which button? I was going to say, hit the Welcome to the Hustling Morning Podcast. I'm your host, John. Joined you today by Nathan, Matthew, Ian, and Stephen. Why See, was that so sudden? It, 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 I left them like on their heels. They're like, wait, the audio stopped, but nothing is going right now. Maybe they had an issue. No, no, no. It was just me. I honestly got a little too comfortable leaning all the way back in the chair. These chairs are actually like very, very nice. I've been very impressed with the, the Somebody chairs. Somebody either stole or tweaked with my chair. Uh, no, again, we had musical I, chairs. We had people over. I don't appreciate it. And th- listen, this is what happens it. when you don't properly label stuff. We don't We don't have like a number chart. We don't have wait, like wait, 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 name wait. plates on the back of chairs. You don't have a label maker? I have a label maker. Nothing's wait. labeled. Seems like a waste oh. of a label maker to me. No, it's a perfect. Listen, there are two types of people with label makers. One who labels everything and then the other who labels nothing. And then there's the person that labels everything and forgets to bring it. That is also fair. That's completely fair. As, as someone over there that may have a small audio change, uh, you know, in this episode, it's okay. He doesn't talk as much as what he really should. Hi, Ian. Uh. There it is. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Uh. That's all I have to say to that. Uh. Well, you know. That's staying in. Uh, that sure. has to stay in. You know what else stays in? Us referencing, we're live officially. We, we we had an actual first episode, and that is now posted as of January seventeenth. This is a moment to remember. We finally did something right by publicly putting our voices out and waiting on the inevitable. Oh, we said something we shouldn't have, and now someone's mad at us. What are the uh, what are the YouTube statistics look like so far? Not great. <laughs> the statistics say. 
we watched our podcast. Yeah. We got one like, but we the, when I looked at it last, uh, I haven't looked at it today. I looked at it yesterday. But the last last night when I looked at it, we had one like and zero views. That's impressive. So somebody liked the video without even watching it. What what constitutes a view on YouTube? Is it a percentage of the video? Uh, so I don't know, it but I it think, is. Yeah, I believe you have to watch so much of it. I think it's like you have to get past again. Don't quote me on this. You have to get past a certain like threshold for it to count as a view. It's not you click on video immediately close it. It's I think it's something like five to fifteen seconds of retention. Oh, that's shorter than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's it's not very long. But uh, again, do not quote me on that. I have to go back and re-reference this. A lot of my knowledge of how the YouTube algorithm and the YouTube studio space work is like eight years old. We currently have five views and no likes. Woohoo! Wait, so are people so what? So quite literally, it? we can only go up from here. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. If you if you disliked the show, and you would like to let us know why you disliked the show, Nathan, wh- how should they reach out to us? Info. At, do we have hostility in the morning set up? It'll be set up, yeah. Just send them to there. Yeah, info at hostilityinthemorning.com. Um, we will probably have a better email address set up by the time this actually airs. We shall see. Leave a comment on YouTube as well. You know, drive the engagement and everything. Don't just dislike and bounce. You know, like, subscribe. Always check the description because we have notes. You have ways to get in contact with us, ways to leave feedback. All the information that you need will be in the descriptions, and that'll be not only just on YouTube, but on Spotify and, like, Apple Podcasts. You know, all your main uh, podcasting platforms, we are planning to be on there for you. So go ahead and uh, hit us up there. You can also uh, reach us over on Substack. We have a dedicated Hostel in the Morning site for you guys that will have all of our main posts, any updates, things of that nature. You can find us on Substack. And, again, that is at Hostility in the Morning. Don't be a bad user. If you dislike something, leave a comment. Yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna teach the users anything, or the listeners, whatever we want to call them, right? We're gonna teach them anything. We need to teach them how to hate something correctly. Exactly. Okay, that, that leads me into an interesting question, because all of us have been in support roles for a decent amount of time, and we have worked with support vendors and other representatives multiple times. How many of you guys actually fill out the little survey at the very end? I actually have every now and I again. Think, I think I probably have more than I haven't. Like if it's a if it's a automated thing of like how was your experience? I don't care. But if I was actually talking to a person, then I'll usually take the time to say, "Hey, they're good." Because usually, if I talk to a person, there's very very few times I've been disappointed. It may have taken longer to get a resolution than I would have liked, but I wasn't disappointed, and I did get a resolution. That's the thing, you know. I don't think I've ever done one of those surveys. Um, I'm a I'm just cynical, and I think that, you know, I have the expectation of, you know, you should be striving to be good at your job and helpful, and that's what you're paid for. So if you were helpful, you just did your job. Yeah. So it, you're, one of, it, you're one of those people that turns this into a thankless job. If you did what you were paid for, you did what you were paid for. If you went to above and beyond, I'll give you a good there review. You if you didn't and irritated the crap out of me, you're getting a bad review. Like, for example, I recently purchased a, a new wallet, one of the extra, like, uh, push-out wallets. Oh, yeah, your fancy quick-draw wallet? Yeah, my fancy quick-draw wallet. And I stabbed Steven with its knife. That's true. And um, I got an automated survey email from them 
before I received the product asking me to review it. So I left them a nice review of one star saying, don't send an automated freaking <laughs> email when you you know, because I can track it with the tracking number from your website. You have access to this. Don't send the automation. So I actually, I actually got a good response to that survey from their support and was like, you know what? Thank you for passing this along. Are you sure that wasn't an automated response? It could have been an, an automated response. Now, I, on the other hand, I actually always fill out the surveys. and But I, there's a very stark difference in how I fill them out. If it is a good support rep, I pretty much just keep clicking the five stars button until it dumps me to the very end and I move on my way. However, if this was a bad interaction... I write a novel of everything you did wrong, how you did it wrong, how you should have done it better, how you treated me through the entire endeavor, and in reality, sometimes they even put recommendations there that this person probably shouldn't continue in their role. Dep- if they've done like really, really bad. Me. You remember that Cox rep? Oh, the the second one that came? The first one that actually came out here. Super no, 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 nice no. guy. When, when you were over at uh, my apartment. Oh, when you were setting up your connection for the first time? Yeah, yeah, because they were using that stupid panoram- panorama Wi-Fi crap. Okay. I'm just going to say this. If your network equipment requires you, and the only way you can set it up is via your smartphone, you have designed an absolute stupid network device. Again, I have no problem if you want to provide multiple options of onboarding a user into the device. So if you want to use an app via your smartphone, fine. If you want me, if it's available, I can plug my laptop directly into it and log into either an SSH session or via a web page. However, if it is network related, I should have some way to direct connect it via a laptop or desktop that doesn't require me whipping out a smartphone installing an app and typing in some basic information on there and having to wave my phone around multiple different ways just so I can have Wi-Fi. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I think it's the wrong, I think it's the wrong move. It's the wrong direction for even uh, some of these more budget uh, made for everybody uh, type devices uh, for the home to strictly cater to those people that have no knowledge or interest uh, in in managing the stuff, like stop taking away features from professionals. I think that's the important distinction there is the strictly catering, right? Like it's yeah. very nice to have the app, and I think that's something to point out. Having the app is great. Having the convenience is great. It's like what we were talking about. Uh, maybe that was last episode where it was um, mouse and keyboard, where the or that maybe this may have been a non-existent episode, but the the dumbing down of the power user features yeah. in an effort to appease the dumb users, right? There, there should be a happy medium in between the two where you can have both without one coming at the expense of the other. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, if you have a platform that was originally built for, you know, like you're talking about, like a more traditional interface where you get in there and you uh, can really change settings and mess with stuff, um, but you're trying to make your product more user-friendly to those that don't understand what that is or how to use it, don't get rid of the existing format that allows power users and professionals to do that. Just build on top of it. Just, I mean, it's a UI. I mean, you know, we've talked about 
building yeah. UIs and what those are and what those really are at you their can, core. Just build on top of it. Just have an easy mode. Have a, I mean, heck, yes. you see that in, uh, uh, you know, consumer like motherboard BIOS is they have, they, it starts in the easy mode and then you hit advanced or you can take a little thing and then it gives you all the bells and Asus's whistles. Asus's is really called, it literally called easy mode. Yeah. yeah. Well, so is Gigabytes and like, yeah, they work. And, and one thing that those BIOS manufacturers have also done, a lot of them started putting little QR codes in their BIOS that you can scan and takes you right to the manual and also something that takes you directly to the page of like the screen that you're seeing, which again, that is very user intuitive and forgiving for them because you're getting that information direct right there. However, you're also not blocking off access to those more advanced features. You have to hit one extra button or say like going back to the network appliance. Anyone who manages those appliances, especially that's provided by the ISP, you have those configuration pages. You have access to them right there. The only thing you're doing is barring me the consumer who uses that device of accessing that same information from my own computer. You're requiring me to do it in one method, one way that is tailored for either a parent who's not very tech savvy or somebody who just wants the most basic, easy, quick start guide set up they possibly can while you're barring out literally everyone else who wants to say, okay, onboard my device, I have my laptop, I want to plug into it, I want to connect. Oh, no, I can't do that unless I start working on my smartphone. But it, in this case, with the panoramic Wi-Fi, it's not even that. It's the fact that you have to connect to an unsecure network. Uh, in in like in, in my example, it was a relatively low-pop uh, low apartment where there's only, what, 16 units? Yeah, 16 units total in, in my immediate vicinity. But if, if somebody's in a high-population apartment in a large city, you've got potentially hundreds of people that you don't know within range of that Wi-Fi router that is now unsecure that they, that they can connect to and, and get access in there before you've even set it up. That's the biggest issue with the panoramic, panoramic Wi-Fi and how it, how it was set up. Yeah, and I mean, that's it's something uh, not necessarily that specific uh, configuration, but this is a, a trend that is seems to be becoming more popular uh, amongst ISPs. Because, uh, like, uh, my parents just got a uh, new internet, the, a new ISP kind of opened up in on that side of the state. What's an ISP? Internet service provider. Thank you. Continue. Um, uh, some others say ISP. Thank you. Another ISP opened on the, the other side of the state, and they've finally <laughs> been able to get real internet. They've had to suffer through uh, satellite internet for decades unfortunately wasn't it fiber too i think you said yes it's they've gone from HughesNet, uh which is a satellite internet that at best they last i looked at their site they were saying that they're uh the best you get speed is like 25 megabit down Ooh. up i don't even know what up is just a toss-up whether it'll upload or not um and they had to pay like per gigabyte. Their plans are just gigabyte. They're just data plans. Like everyone gets the same speed or up to speed. And um, it's just however much data you pay for. Uh, it's a racket is what it is. Anyway, uh, they went from that to symmetrical gigabit fiber. And uh, so anyway, but what's symmetrical gigabit fiber? Because I've actually never heard the term. Before. So when you have a Internet connection, you have an upload speed and a download speed. And traditionally, with copper internet or DSL, with you know most traditional uh, 
uh, internet services, your download speed is higher than your upload speed because earlier in the days of the internet, there wasn't things like streaming and stuff like that. And your the upload function of a connection was really wasn't that important. It was mostly the download function. That was where most of the data was streaming. So their speed that they're allotting you, uh, the bandwidth they're allotting you, is geared towards the download and not so much the upload. And with streaming and stuff, the advent of that, uh, upload is just as important because there's data going back and forth. Uh, so symmetrical just means that your download speed and your upload speed are the same instead of traditionally the download speed being higher than the upload speed. Nice. So, uh, anyway, they, uh, they got this service and they, by default, um, the Wi-Fi that comes, the standard Wi-Fi that comes on the, uh, access point, um, you cannot change the password. As That's dumb. Yeah, as a matter of fact, it does not have a way for you to get it. So, like what you're talking about, getting into like any management, it blocks you from it. You have to sorry, pay what? an extra three dollars a month to have the ability to change your own Wi-Fi password. No, and not yes. just not not just the admin password, but the general SSID password. Yeah, like what's being broadcast? You yeah, can't like in order password. if you want to change your Wi-Fi password, they said that you have to call that you can call their support. And they will change it for you, uh, but for you to have the ability to do it yourself, uh, you have to pay an extra three dollars a month on your plan. Now, is the default password something that's randomly generated and taped to the bottom of the yes. a- AP? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like they have you know, and it's not the most ins- it's not you know password, password one, one two three or yeah. anything like that. I mean, it, it's a it's a randomized. I, I don't remember how many characters it is, but it's that's uh, eight, a racket eight ish eight to ten. Yeah. No, I I I agreed, and I was I voiced my frustration. Uh, of course, my parents didn't understand at all why I was frustrated, uh, so I just kind of let it go. But uh, I did try to get around the. Uh, I, I I was one of the, I, my initial thought was this is a rural area, and um, and so I'm like, okay, these these people are trying to pull a fast one on everybody. I got this, so I popped on a web browser, ran IP config, got the subnet, went to dot one, nothing. Okay, all right. They think they're being fancy. They're going to use the old 254. Went to that. Nothing. I ran an IP scan and couldn't find anything that like stood out as like the default gateway. And I'm like, okay, this is different. Uh, so I'm pretty, they're doing something. They're, they're running some kind of a proxy or something like that to, to you, where it, you, me you, you don't have direct access to but the But you're telling the me you console. didn't boot up your Kali Linux VM. I still and, haven't and, done and, Kali. And run WireGuard and like sniff the entire still like, haven't, traffic I, that's going through there. And the, What? You didn't put your red hat on. No. Put your red hat on. I haven't got... You wore I, the red shirt, I you didn't wear I can't decide hat. what red hat I want, okay? Nah, that's a problem. So when you I, need, I pick need, out my red hat, I'll You need I'll, the I'll red cowboy it. hat is what you Don't need. tempt me with a good time. So what I'm hearing is that we can kiss that... Usenet sponsorship goodbye. Uh, I expect it to be burned in the trash bin this would if be a, it arrives. This would be a great time to start those not a sponsor spots that we talked about. I think <laughs> Ian and I at least talked about this, where it's like a yeah, the opposite spon- of a sponsor. This is somebody that we wouldn't want to. That touch sponsorship with could never work. Y'all'd have to kick me out of the room if we had that sponsorship. It's all right. Today's sponsor is brought to you by Nathan's Black and Green Bag. It provides. <laughs> 
multiple ways for you to transport equipment or other home belongings to and from certain locations. Matter of sometimes fact. it's to your vehicle. Sometimes it's to a lake that's weighed down with a bunch of weights in it that you may or may not be trying to get, get rid of something paraphernalia related. But, hey, Nathan's bag. Buy it here at free 99 Okay. It's almost Mary Poppins-ish. I mean, he just pulls it. It's like, we need something. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. He goes and grabs it out of the bag. Oh, here's a cable. Yeah. Here's a yeah. mic. It's like your grandma's handbag back here's, in the day. Here's a sixth chair. I want I want a butterscotch. I just randomly yeah, I, feel like I want some butterscotch. I have no right doubt there. there's worth his original in there. There isn't, but I need to go get some now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally. I'm making a note of myself. I need. I need, need to do that. You need. If you're gonna get the Werther's originals, you also have to get either some Mentos or some Juicy Fruit. If you're Ooh. getting Mentos, you also have to get Diet Coke for an emergency. Hey, can we just get like Wait, an entire what would like emergency be? Chain, can we get like a change request like Mentos started on this? Coke? So yeah, you know like you what? can keep notes properly. Oh, I know, but what I've emergency would you need? So all you need to do is <laughs> bust through the space time yeah, continuum and create it into like a TARDIS, but inside the TARDIS is just a Seven Eleven. That's all it needs. Okay, so this is like a Seven Eleven. Yeah, kind of like that idea. Okay, like you know in in place of like a smoke bomb yeah you have the mento and okay okay all right I got speaking it. of it's, it's smoke kinda, bombs like changes the man's elephant toothpaste matthew ninja smoke. you went on a little <laughs> bit of a rant in our chat this oh my week. gosh oh we're... Why, why why don't you go ahead and like elaborate on what may or may not have occurred so this is this is something that you and i were talking about on the way in of a thankless job right like what is a thankless job? What is a thankless job? A thankless job on, is wait, when first hang on, okay. pause. Which which chat are, are we talking about the video call or are we talking about the the text, text chat? chat? Text chat. Text chat. Oh, if you want friendly fire, you guys you guys made building the website a thankless job. Goodness gracious. <laughs> My bedtime I said thank my you. My bedtime is long. I, I said up thank until you one so AM many for times. you guys. I moved every single pixel to the left at least 300 times, okay? <laughs> and we appreciate it. Oh, I still haven't looked at the last I changed 300 colors. The new website's not live yet. We're waiting on I put in all that work. I packaged it up. I published it to a www root folder for you. Mm-hmm. I have it set up and ready to go. We could host it literally anywhere. They yeah. looked, looked all right. What? Well, it, it helped. Let me you see you do better, Stephen. <laughs> I don't it, know anything do about better. programming. You're the programmer. Yeah, it also pretty, helped when we it? finally got some of the ladies spooky, involved that have actual talent. Okay, but when you like, look at the when like you look at the actual website, on the only side, thing that yeah. was contributed by somebody that wasn't me are the colors and the banner. The rest of the structure was me. But we spent the most amount of time arguing about the colors and the banner. We spent a significant amount of time to a graphic artist. We spent a significant amount of time arguing. About menus, the, the text layout difference between cards and blocks. We of ended content. up having to like bring in, uh, oh, you guys have and colors and stuff and I multiple got... colors. We brought in two different graphic artists on it and got their opinions. They both said the same thing. Matthew did a great job. He just needed a little bit extra direction that we weren't able to provide for him. Which again, that's partially on us because look at it. Are any of us interior graphic designers? No. no. I'm okay, so what this designer. was like, what this Interior was like. Interior graphic designers? Interior or graphic designers. 
That's what, what I said. Like, There's an or so in the, there. The, listeners the, the or was not in my there. It may have been in there. Okay. Was this was like entering a roundabout, and you've got you've got John over here saying Listen, take roundabouts the next right. Are difficult. Okay. And you've got Some Stephen also saying that take they, the next right. They go in circles. But one of them means the next right, as in the immediate next right, and the other one means the right no, but after it, but the but next right. That's right. That's why is it th- is it this right or the other right? Who, because there's two rights. This is what and it they was. Somehow make and a left. So we ended up just circling around the roundabout for way too long until we finally found. I like circling around roundabouts. It's fun. Having to like. You get in, you get, get out, you're done. Have you ever done it before? Oh, no, that. just not taking the exits. You should try it sometime. It's very liberating. I have a destination the, in the mind. Anyway, the website looks really good now. We appreciate all thank the work you. you guys provided. Nathan, thank you for bringing in uh, another professional. Matthew, thank you for allowing me to call your wife in and get some additional Hostilityinthemorning.com. Hostility in the morning. Dot com. Hopefully, it will be live by the time this episode. It will live. be live by the time this one goes live. We have plenty of time. Yes, we. Again, I'm just waiting. Cloudflare, I'm having issues with you. Steven's raising his hand. Go ahead, Steven. Are Wait, you so? You said you, you, you said you published it. Because it's, name. It's the same link that we were looking at SSL, so uh, during the conversation, correct? So I can yeah, that's updated. The so the banner that is updated. Really? That's that's updated. That's the current. So whenever they try and. Come back down. Shift F5. If like one of the host is down, they still have access. It clears to the your site, cache so and downloads the site again. Ah. And a little bit of load balancing. That's why. Why is Social Bash not that. in color? No, we 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 decided. You to weren't do that. there for this. You, you could have been on say. that six-hour call. Whole another. Yeah, yes, true. it was six hours. It was, it was six hours. Is is yeah? Matt? I had children to take. We should have recorded that. That would have been great. That would have been it quality been, content. It would have been something. Just release like 15-minute snippets at a time. Oh, God, no. Don't use Of us just this? yelling at each other. You're saying it's not a barbecue menu, not, and over here we're just saying it kind of is. It kind of was. Yeah, so this, the, as a side note, I, I'm not arguing with that. I thought it was cool, though. Uh, as a side note, the, the <laughs> screenshot that I sent of it working was from Edge, so it was a Chromium browser that I used. Okay. Yeah, if you can just give me the most updated package that you have, then I'll get that. This is, this is another tirade I want to go on because you guys were dunking on me for using Firefox. We never right? even got to no, your no, no, first no. tirade. Everybody, everybody, I'll, I'll, we'll get back to that. Everybody <laughs> talks about how, oh, well, you need to build for Chrome, right? Chrome is the the standard. Chrome is the what you need to use. And because all that. that has the largest user base and the amount of things if that it's are Chromium based. It's an objectively based. bad standard. It why are we matter. supporting it? It doesn't because it because has the largest user base. Stupid. We want an audience. Why do they get to determine? Why? Why do, the standard is. Why do people wear socks with holes in them? It's a dumb thing, but people do it. We're not big enough to reset the standard. That is a goal, but we're not there yet. Firefox is great. You are correct. However, it's still a minority Web compared to Chrome. better than Chromium. That's an even smaller minority. I I accept that. I accept that. But that that's the you thing. You have to code and have it work on all of them. You can't be selective that's, and that's, just go, I only want it to work on Firefox. So we coded it only for Firefox and you open it on Chrome. Oh my gosh, it doesn't look right. That's Nothing harder operates. to do than you think it is. I understand this, but it still has to function. This is we're going right back to the days of Internet Explorer way faster than I would like with Chrome. We were never going to leave that. That was always no. A, Chrome is turning into the new that was never going to happen. It, what do you mean turning into? It already has been. It's been Chrome this... actually works. Yes, it does to an extent. Oh, but it's like we so saw much with the, like we saw I am with the an website. exclusive Chrome user. I am an exclusive. I, 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 I don't think that's something to be unapologetically, proud of. Unapologetically, unapologetically, I, I don't even have Chrome on my. I have no problems with Chrome. I don't know why people complain about seven different web browsers every single day. 
which I don't think is something to be proud of either. I have to for my job. You guys job. are just like listing off terrible habits, and you guys no, are no, 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 jumping no, no, no. into the this terrible, isn't a terrible user ha- This is not. A, this is a requirement for my job because I have to work in so many different tenants. You cannot have multiple tenants open in a single browser. It's not. Open per, up, open up individual. private windows for every single. No, thing. you can't anymore. You can't. you can't do that it anymore. It shares the session. Yeah, it can. shares the session per internet too. per internet browser. You just probably in have general, to bleep that. In general, <laughs> no, you don't. In general, per internet browser, you can only have like what he's doing. You could have two tenants, and that's it. And in, you, one for the regular, still one for the incognito. Everything that you do, it just doesn't log it in the same way. So no, this has been why a thing don't for you, a long why time. Why don't you have a sandbox there, browser? Actually, class action lawsuit on on Yeah, John, why don't you have a sandbox browser? Why would I have a sandbox? Browser. Each browser window is its own instance. No, it doesn't not. matter. It still shares the no, session. No, no, no. That's what I'm both. saying. That's what I'm saying is why wouldn't you have a sandbox browser? I don't know exactly how because, you do that or what supports that, but I would ha- imagine that exists where each window is its own separate I mean, instance, if you built your own shared. one from scratch, sure. Next yeah, John, why Matthew. did you not build your own browser from scratch? Uh, Jeez, I'm, I'm the one you. over here who spent I, two I will, weeks. I will research this. Put it, you, put it in the show notes. I'll research if this. If you want to, great. If not, I will continue using my seven individual browsers on how I currently manage the tenants that I'm in every single day. Well, you shouldn't have to open up seven different browsers. Yes, I do. It's a requirement. No, no, no. I understand that that's what you do right now, but I'm what I'm saying is that there should be a way to sandbox each window. No, it lets me have... You're running Windows. Why don't you open a sandbox for each browser? He's Be- running out of RAM as it is. That, that's one reason. <laughs> I mean, that would get around having to use different browsers for different things. You'd at least no, have one it, browser that you can use for everything. Because how it caches it's, your... Se- it ca- it's because how it caches your session to the local machine. I do not fundamentally think... But if it you open op- it up in a Windows sandbox, you if, if you're telling me that the Windows sandbox shares the... Inside Windows sa- instance, that I have make sense. a cheap HP work laptop. But what version of Windows is it running? It's Windows 11. No, Home it's Windows 10 still. It's Windows 10. Home still. or Pro? Pro. Then it should have the sandboxing. Yes, but the sandbox uses a lot of resources between both sessions. I don't have the. Re- this is not a full fledged workstation. Let me sir. let me look this up. Let me look this up. What's well, your favorite browser, John? While he's doing that, what browsers do you use? Because I'm only getting to five. Chrome, Edge, Brave. I oh, use okay. Opera, Opera GX. I use, uh, I used to have Safari. Safari's now dead to me. I guess it I didn't realize anymore. Opera and Opera GX were separate because that, they I were was... actually four, two f- different applications on there. Okay, so Brave and GX were te- technically uh, the ones that I was missing. What else do I have? I already said Edge. What else do I have on there? There's two other like weird ones that I recently put on there that got recommended to you by another coworker. I honestly don't remember the name. Is names. Dolphin Browser still a thing? Dolphin is still a thing, which I have an installer on there. It's not actually installed at the moment. I kind of the you don't uh, use DuckDuckGo. I have DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is Duck, one Duck, that Duck, I Go. use. There's one other. I just can't I didn't remember. I thought they had head. a browser. I thought it was just their team. Oh no, no they, they have, have an application now. App. Oh. Yeah. Okay, web developer now in Firefox. I'm getting an unhandled error has occurred. Unhandled error for what? It it literally just says an unhandled error has occurred for the, the site, the, the website, our website. That the That's thing that he's says. showing you. Does it say one hundred percent? Yes, it's a one hundred percent error. <laughs> you try <laughs> reloading the page. You try turning it on and off again. Twice. Okay, so we can deal with the website later. Um, yeah, and I'll look I this up later. Sandboxing, you can't tell me that somebody hasn't created that in a relatively... I, I'm, I sure, don't know. I'm sure somebody that's manner. been on the free t- <laughs> forums for 15 days straight and is like, 
a hundred monsters deep has done it. Yeah. And then you're asking out of my current already insanely busy work schedule to try and set something up. Like I just don't, it was so much faster for me to be able to do my job and work on the projects that I do to just have tons of browsers on my PC than it is to try and figure out how to sandbox this session on a machine that's already running at 100% day in and day out. John just needs Part virtual of machines for everything. I literally need a, a, a proper like production workstation like what yeah. you what you use for all of your sandboxing and your in like a coder's machine is what i actually need to operate out of the cloud like because you said I, coder's machine we talked about this where i'm running like just an i5 and 16 gig of ram and i get by just fine okay let's put a pin in this we can use this for content for next episode because apparently somebody has some research to users do users are stupid and somebody has a story to tell that he started on and in then general. completely dis- derailed himself which story is this that I'm supposed to be talking about? Dumb users about and notifications. Text. Dumb users and notifications. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> my so, God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. All right. So the, Do you the, see what I have to deal with here, people? As, as vaguely as I can do this, the general gist of the situation was I had set an application to go down for maintenance, right? And so one of the new things in this particular application was that there would be a banner that shows up at the top. It's... Not the biggest banner in the world, but it's big enough that says, hey, this application is going down for maintenance at this time, right? Are you sure it's scaled properly? It definitely didn't have the text <laughs> in the right place. I'm sorry, though. I could resist. The text was Continue. where the text was, all right? That's fine. But all the way to the left, people don't look all the way to the left. Keep when in mind, operating the, the, a browser, the screenshot, you're looking in the middle. The screenshot that I had was on my uh, 16 by 10 monitor, right? And this was this is a 1440p monitor. The but, average monitor... Where I work is like 1080p at best. Yeah, but but 16 by 10, you only get extra pickle, pixels. Pixels. Extra pixels. Extra pickles. I want them extra pickles with my computer monitor. It, 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 it's it's on, you know, it's it's height-based. It, it's on well, the... Well, 16 uh, by 10 is length. Six, no, 16 by 10 is height. It's but the height. Length, the the, it's the aspect ratio the si- is the, wider. The big number is the width. The aspect... It's taller. It's not wider. The little numbers. 16 by 9 is standard. 16 by 10, it's a slightly taller display. It's not wider. Yeah, but in most... The width stays the same. The height is what changes. That's it. Yes. 16 by 9 is like a 5 foot 8 fat person, and 16 by 10 is like a 5 foot 10 fat person. I will have to pull up screenshots to demonstrate what I mean, because there is a significant difference between 16 by 9 and 16 by 10, especially 1440p and 1080p. Well, Um, since I operate But anyway, I digress. The the uh this particular user told me that the uh the going down for maintenance message was not sufficient and that I should have notified said user ahead of time that things were going down for maintenance. Ah, the old communication argument. Yes. Yes. And so this was very confusing to me. Like I can kind of see where said user was coming from, but at the same time, it doesn't make a lot of sense in the greater context because John not send out a memo <laughs> <laughs> don't get me started on that oh we're gonna get you started on don't worry. don't get me started on that let's so a, I like you finish I liked, the story first. that was that's that's the gist of the story is I was told that oh well this you know standardized message that notifies me when stuff is going down well I probably couldn't see the message because I had too many windows open on my desktop um, that was kind of the excuse that I was given but and they're so, they're working out of that web page but they can't see the message because they have also other windows open yes. while they're still actively working Benefit in that web Benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt. If they had a dialogue on the page open or something like that, 
there could have been an instance where the message was showing and they were working in the page long enough in a way that they wouldn't have seen it, but that's not the excuse that I was given. It was, well... That's not a reliable way of doing this. Okay, which I provided a solution, but I... I like the solution. It's a good solution, but we're going to expand upon it. Okay, not only this, so you have... Explain the solution first. Okay, the current solution is... Because the listeners need the content. They have to... What's going to happen is, hey, uh, uh, maintenance window is coming up, so you're going to get a pop-up on your screen with just a text box going, hey, maintenance is happening at this time, at this date, and then they need to hit a checkbox, basically saying, like, when you're agreeing to, like, terms and conditions, they have to say, okay, I accept. When they hit I accept, it immediately takes them to a CAPTCHA page. They have to complete a CAPTCHA. And once they complete the CAPTCHA, then the dialog box goes away. However, we can take this much further to ensure. So that's what you do just on the first alert, right? Because you have to make sure you give proper notice. Typically, when a maintenance site is going to go down, you have to have a minimum of a two- to three-day window, right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to give seven. Seven is plenty. So on the first day, that's what they get. Halfway through until that to the maintenance window, you're going to do the capture. Then one times after that, you're going to have the second capture where you have to have this, the, the tile slide around for you to complete the picture, right? I hate those. Okay. <laughs> that, so they have to do the checkbox, the first capture, then the second capture. Okay. The last day. There's a site out there that is uh, a, a game built for you to build the strongest password possible. I want you to integrate yes. that site into it where you... Type in the password. So, then you have to include like an uppercase letter, then a number, then like the date, then like your first kin. And it ends up you somehow playing GeoGuessr and Wordle <laughs> and things of that nature. So we, they have to get through all of this just to clear the dialogue box just so they know, hey, maintenance is happening if at I this were, time. If I were to do something annoying right off the bat that would be simple to implement, I would, especially since this is a time-based thing, right? Uh, I would probably set it up to where the dialogue pops up. And to clear the dialogue, what you have to do is type in the date and time that it's going down for maintenance. But if you get it wrong, it changes the format that you have to type in every single Ooh, time. I, I love like this that. idea. I like that. This is a good So idea. we'll just cycle wait, through different wait, formats. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. There is no right, date picker. There's no time me, picker. You have to type it in. I, I'm sure I'm sure it is. But Make sure you use UTC. Y'all tell me that this yes. is a thing that can be done. Could you have the dialogue box, but functionally with you know coding and, and, and your wizardry and such within the dial box you could make that a a, a standalone it basically could is it possible that just within that dialog box not on their operating system not on their computer but just within that dialog box that they're seeing that they're interacting with could you inject the goose program I knew this is exactly where so you were that going. it so it has just a button it just says click to accept but when no. the dialog box is opened, the even Goose better. program runs, no, 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 even, and it even tries better. to steal if, your pointer. If, if before they try doing that, because you're going to give them a little red X at the top, yeah. or just a little X, if they hit the X, that's what executes the code to deploy the Goose. The Goose so, deploys, <laughs> it grabs their pointer immediately, and it chases if it around I do the this, screen. If I do this, I would have one caveat that I would want to make sure is implemented, is that screen recorders and uh, screenshots cannot capture the Goose. So when they're trying to contact the help desk, they're like, yeah. there's a goose that is on my screen <laughs> it imme- that is moving my cursor. It immediately, it, they it can't also, capture it. It disables the, the print screen. Yes. <laughs> I love yes. Uh, I, I like this plan. This is a good plan. I like the show notes, Nathan. This is this is very entertaining. They're good notes. I do actually like really like the idea of um, going through the uh, EULA thing on it and making them like ch- check a box that says, by checking this box, I confirm or I 
consent to this the contract. Pass, that you I mean the not... passive aggressive plausible deniability? Yeah, the, the, I like but, it. But you know, uh, on on EULAs, it says something about I accept the terms and conditions of this, or whatever. It it at, in that spot, it would say something to ter- something like I accept the terms of this contract, and, and that's it. Well, in the contract, it says I am not allowed to complain. Yeah, because in reality, <laughs> like, because you, you do you guys have a marketing department where you're at? Yes. If they could just send you over an example like privacy statement or a privacy clause, all, for you to write your, your EULA, you just have to base it off of that. You just put that in the text box and then just fill it with whatever nonsense you want of their agreement to it, and then you're done. So now you, you have plausible deniability and you have consent. I would add I one. would add an additional caveat that these additional annoyance features, like this is something that... It's it's probably a good thing that I'm not in charge because I at least as far as like the dialogue and typing stuff in like that sounds reasonable to me. The only difference is I would probably put it in so that there's a whitelist or a blacklist, something like that, to where there is a list of users that they're the ones that are greeted with this. Not everybody, because if there's a good user, you don't want to punish the good users. Right. Right. But if there's a bad user, no, it's the Santa list. Maybe I, I actually, maybe we like. Yeah, I love this because it's yeah. like, like you said, it's the it's the naughty nice list because. Somebody is eventually going to get moved from the good list to the bad list, and they're going to be like, "Wait, why is this suddenly doing this?" And that's when the goose hits. Do Do you guys have to log into that portal? Yes. Yeah. So you, have you to be not only can not only do so you this, know that's a feasible thing. Because like, yeah, because you have you have all the session IDs. Yeah. It's incredibly easy. There's no way I would get any of this approved, but it, it's a, it's a fun <laughs> idea. This would still There's be a lot of this would be something approved, good at least to put do. on your guys' roadmap. Just on on the change request, <laughs> just put it on the roadmap of updating the maintenance notifications, mm-hmm. and then just link the document of all these ideas and well, just see what happens. So as far as stuff that is reasonable to include. One of the things that I set up was a timed dialogue. So there's a dialogue shows up. You can't escape out of it. There is no close button. The close button is delayed. So we can set however many seconds we want on it. We have, I haven't run into an instance where we want minutes yet, right? I think the only instance that we used it was like 15 seconds. But that's something that we can use. And that's something that I would use in this situation where you can't just have a... Um, dialogue pop up and then you act you're like you're in the middle of typing and you enter or something and it goes away so you just had this random dialogue pop up no you have to sit there and wait and that's where that that i think is a i hate those i could i could sell somebody on that i could also probably sell at least my team on the the, you could, the naughty list side of things where we maybe increase the timer just a little bit if we get a lot of complaints that oh i didn't get a heads up well we'll make sure that you get a heads up and i guarantee <laughs> i can solve your banner issue right now is Start the banner the same size you already have. As that day comes closer to the maintenance window, make sure that <laughs> banner continues to grow in size, especially the font size, so they can't miss it. It's not possible to miss. That's this something happening. that I think I could e- I easily do based on the percentage of time left. Yeah. Right. So when the when the when it was put in versus what time it is now, how close we are to it. Now, to be fair, just to be fair, and, and I get I get what y'all are doing, like what the you know the purpose of the banner. It's People are going to that and using it on a regular basis, and so you put the banner to, to they're going to be using it anyway, so it's their, hey, this is happening on this day. But to be fair, because this is also not difficult at all, do you send an email out to the staff letting them know the same thing? Not yet, and that's part of the part of this initiative. It would be super easy to send an so email to can... a distribution group and just say, "Hey, we're doing maintenance on this part of the so site." So for on this most day. of these things, we don't have a distribution group available, or 
I don't have the okay, option of sending to the distribution group. So to to back up a little bit, because he and I talked about this on the way in, the previous process, the way that things were supposed to work, right, and supposed to and actually how they work in reality are usually two different things. How things were supposed to work is at bare minimum, you notify the help desk of, hey, this site is going down at this time. If any users have any issues, refresh the page, should be fine. Because usually that's all that it takes. Is you just The updates are fast enough. IIS is good enough to where you just... The app restarts, they refresh their connection, they're fine, right? Um, so there's no, it was kind of backwards a little bit where you tell the help desk what's going to happen and then kind of leave them with the fallout instead of what we're trying to do now where it's we are notifying the users and then in addition to that, we can kick off a few other things. So like in your example, um, per application, we could have a list set up of here's the current uh users of the application, like whoever set up as an admin or something like that, we could like have this it certain department may be affected yeah. by this particular change. Yeah. So this we're particular gonna... user, I guarantee you, we send an email, they wouldn't see it. I know. And, and, and until no, after the fact. Now that being, that being said, like yeah. I, I'm not uh, saying this in a way that's, you know, against your point. Cause no, I, I'm very familiar with users that just will not acknowledge communications. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, and that's the thing is the, the interrupting but, but dialogue, you, I think is a great idea. Yeah. So points to John for that, because that's something that they can't ignore. But, but again, yeah, but just for that, that level of not plausible deniability, but just, just immunity of like, Hey, here's the, I have the sent email right here where we sent it. There's your email address or you're a member of this group. You got the email. Mm-hmm. I can go talk to the you know the IT team, and they can pull the email logs. You it went to your inbox, so you can sit here and say you didn't get it all day long. That just means you don't pay attention to your email, and that's a bigger problem in and of itself. Mm-hmm. That's the only purpose that I see in in adding that step. Well, and that's necessary. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We have the framework, so we can kick about? off stuff like well, that. Yeah. What do you mean pay attention to your e- email's not important. Email obviously is, not. Email is for a filing system. Only you only keep important documents in there, and you blow it to the largest yep, side yep. you possibly. Yeah, but that's what your passwords. downloads folder folder is also for. Yeah, no, no, that, your no, inbox it's your downloads folder. Downloads folder is like an archive. No, the recycle bin's the archive. Did <laughs> you never empty it? So yeah, I think that's, uh, and this is something I, that I'll have, probably have to talk to my boss about a little bit of there, what do there, we want to do. There's a very easy, clean solution in there that you just need to add a little bit more user interactive to that entire uh, uh, maintenance alert to them. Mm-hmm. So they're at least more engaging with when that's occurring. So you guys now have the ammo to go, hey, when someone says, oh, I had no idea maintenance was happening, you were notified mm-hmm. multiple times in this exact way. You were not paying attention or you're lying to me, which, again, we can never accuse a user of lying, but we can definitely say. But we know it's happening. But we, we definitely can provide a uh, some feedback to whoever their manager is to them regarding, hey, you know, this user complained about this. This is what we provided to them. These are the solutions that we offered. If you can please, you know, have a conversation with that end user so they're more aware of what these dialogue uh, boxes are, how they're being utilized, and and just be a little more purposeful in when they're uh, doing that level of work to be mindful of these windows so they don't end up having to redo any work that may have been lost. Because this is this is the 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 like the, a core issue that I mean you see it we see it uh, anybody that works within the the technical realm of an organization uh, or, or deals with the technical infrastructure especially is we know and we see because of, of we know the repercussions 
that this stuff, those sites that you manage, the infrastructure that, that we manage within IT, that is the business or the organization. We live in the 21st century. The business and the, slash the organization doesn't function without these things. Mm-hmm. And on any given day when they're working, oh, they're just, uh, it's menial. It's like, ah, it's just the thing. It does the stuff and it just works and it's whatever. I mean, uh, it doesn't matter that much. Oh, but as soon as that thing goes down, as soon as it's not functional for just a moment, all hell breaks loose. And mm-hmm. like, oh my, we have to have the email. We have to have the site. We have to, I was planning on doing this at this time on this day and it has to work right now because, but boy, that sounds real, that sounds very important. It sounds like almost, you know, imperative that it is, but, but, but yesterday you were, were not giving it a second thought. Yesterday it was just, you know, as important Business as, as usual. taking the trash out. You know, it, it wasn't, wasn't anything. It was like, about as important as going and buying paper towels. But now all of a sudden today that it's not working. You're buying toilet paper at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, but that, that's the, the paradox that we live within constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it baffles me that it's so hard to think, get that across to, to yeah. normal people. Like it, it, it's like you have to beat it into their skulls that, that it's like, do you not realize this email, especially email, like, unfortunately, is one of the most important functions of any business or organization, period. Because as we see, if it doesn't work for two minutes, my God, the world may as well be burning down. I don't pay attention to my email. I thankfully You're don't get an, I, I, I don't get enough email to I really worry about case. it. Oh. But that's I, that's for that's for I literally I got a hundred because of effort today. to make yeah, that. Yeah, I average like not including our main support email that me. comes in. I, hate those. It's called I still rules, get something dude. like between oh, thirty no, and a hundred emails a day. I, I don't get pinged on them. So oh, no. I, I, go to I constantly no, 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 have no. to watch it. It's no, bad. I get maybe like three to five that I have to actually respond to and that's a busy day. Like on a regular day, it's like one or two. Well, talking about busy days, Nathan, where can the people find us? So there are multiple places that you can find us. Um, the primary place that we will point you to at the moment is hostilityinthemorning.substack.com. That is kind of our hub, if you will. You can also find us on YouTube. Um, I recommend at this point searching by at hostility in the morning. It I should actually be got the it. URL is I actually got it to work. Uh, at slash at hostility in the morning. Yeah, That's actually, right. if yeah. you go to the the search in YouTube, I got it to. If you just type in hostility in the morning. All no spaces, just all hostility in the morning. It will uh, come up in search. You don't have to do the at. Or if you just do hostility in the morning podcast, it'll pop up. That's what I did earlier. Okay, cool, nice. So there's multiple ways. Hey, we're getting the, we're getting better. The algorithm is well, probably still doesn't. The know. By the time magic. this episode is out, you can probably go to hostilityinthemorning.com and get links to all the socials. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts. Hopefully, by the time this airs, we'll also be on. Um, Google Podcasts and Spotify and, and the rest. Um, How is Spotify going? So I do find it ironic that we've already opened up service tickets to both um, Apple, which that has been quote unquote resolved, and then it it works just in a really dumb way. And we are also now waiting to hear back from Substack because apparently part of their sync with not not a sync. We found a domain, a DKM domain issue 
with Substack to Spotify that their domain team has to resolve. What's a DKIM? John, oh, how do boy. you do this? They just, uh, they're attracted to you. Yeah. It's, it's, so look, we'll, we'll if, have if, to if have a full want... AAR after this is done. Yes. Okay. We'll it, record it. We'll throw it out there for everybody. This I, is how for, you handle it. For a small fee, I will come in. If you just want an outside party to come in and just see how well your guys' software or backend or operates, just let me have my hands on it. He walks in the door and it breaks. Not, no, no, no. We didn't waltz in the door. We literally walked up, knocked on it, and said, hey, can you let us in? And it just disintegrated. And they were just like, oh, we... We don't know why you, we can't let you in. Like it just it doesn't work. Like, Defcon oh, one, why. the building's yeah. on fire. You know. Yeah. I, I will say though, if Secret the vampire. trend continues, uh, Substack support is fantastic. Now, we're not fixed yet, but at least so far, it's been one of the best support experiences I've ever had. So hopefully, this remains. Substack, good job. Yes. Yeah, it's probably best you handle those tickets because as soon as we get a bad one. Let me have them. Uh, I'm going to, you, everyone is going to know when I am just done when I hand it over to John because it's going to take That's fair. a lot. He'd probably hand it over to me before he handed it over to John. That's true. I am the probably. nuclear option. I'd, I'd hand it to you. I'd hand it to Matthew. I'd hand it to Ian. And In they, that order? Be, so, that would probably be you. Then it depends you, on the issue. Then me, so then my basic philosophy. We handed a scout before we handed it to Jonathan. My, my basic philosophy in life, when it comes to certain people that I work with, John being one of them, is the famous line. Well, I don't know how famous it is, but it should be famous. Of Batman in Batman Begins, and there he's on the train with Ra's al Ghul, and he tells Ra's, "I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you either," or something along those lines. John is my I. I John is, to, I, John is the John train. Is, John, <laughs> John is the train. The support is Raish. And I don't have to say I don't I don't have to kill I don't have to kill Raish, but I don't have to save him either. Yeah, I do kind of have a reputation. This can go one of two ways. <laughs> Trust me. You want to deal with me. You can help. That is you can talk fair. to my friend. You yeah. don't want the second one. No, again, I, I have, but he is by day. I, I just somehow have this this habit or this way of how I present things that just cause very important meetings with very important people to occur due to poor support issues. Jonathan has a very come at you like a spider monkey vibe about it. <laughs> okay, <him>. going going <laughs> back to the cock the cox tech that uh, I was talking about earlier. You shush. You, you, you literally back to the cox from. <laughs> You you literally told this lady, listen, if you don't uh, if you don't take me to the next level and get me some actual support, I'm just gonna command line to into this thing. And it was immediate that we got better help. It was true. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there are many people at Cox Internet that hate. Oh, I know for a you. fact on yeah. on both the business and you the, are probably uh, on a list there. No, I know I am. And, I, and, I know my account is why because one of the reps that I called when I had an internet outage here. Uh, told me because it was notated <laughs> on the account that yeah. end quote hostile. It wouldn't say hostile, but can be difficult. Oh, that was, uh, that's rather nice of them. That's actually. very polite. that is. I wasn't very polite to them, you know, during that moment where they said, "Oh no, it's expected for you to have no internet for five days and you work from home." We should also note that we will never be sponsored by GoDaddy. That's I know for a fact. I'm also. Fine. On a list there. Can we can we add GoDaddy to our list of non-sponsors? Yes. 
That yes. is that we is, need to start building fair. this list and we need to have a dedicated section to each of them. Of of reasons why they're not sponsors? Yes. Oh, it's gonna take a long time. Not a sponsor. I wanna add no, I wanna we'll add Bluehost to that too. The five worst things. To what now? Bluehost. Blue I don't have Bluehost. That's a story for another time. I'll save that because that's okay. Speaking of other times. Is it time? It is. Thank you for listening to the Hostel in the Morning podcast. I've been your host, John, joined here today by Nathan, Matthew, Ian, and me, Stephen. You're Stephen? Are you sure? Today I am. Stephen. Well, Stephen, no. He's always remember now. to have a hostile morning. Mm-hmm.